Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, my hands are very full. But I'm so happy to be in the house of the Lord. There's goodness in the house of the Lord. There's strength in the house of the Lord. Yes, I'm a very guy. I'm a guy of uh, simple things, small things. You know, it's, it's a good thing that we come here every Friday, every Sunday. Sometimes we miss Sunday and we make it up. But the most important thing is to have a community. You know, is to have, I remember the other day, my dad was speaking about spiritual warriors. You know, she was going on about people who believe, people who believe so much that you just have to, to be in their presence to just feel it, you know. And small things like that, you know, they, they work with me, you know, they resonate with me. And I see things like that, you know, and I pick up from things like that. Oh, if she can do it, so can I. You know, if he can do it, so can I. You know, so I just want to encourage everybody to, whatever you're going through, we all have issues, A, B, C, you know, the list is endless. It's very important to believe, you know. It's very important to trust. You know, it's very important to be around people who are stronger than you spiritually so that you get to that level, you know. And once you're in that zone, you don't really have to get to that level, but once you're in that zone, nothing can stop you, you know. That's what I believe in, strength in numbers. You know, that's my philosophy. And uh, I thank everybody for coming on a Friday, you know, on a Sunday, every day. It's very important, you know, it's very important we come here all the time. I look at this as a gas station, you know, when you're driving, you can't do anything without fuel, you know. We need to come and fuel up so that we, you know, we, we, we get to the promised land. And uh, thank you so much for, I believe in faith, you know, that's all I want to say. I believe in numbers. We can be 20, we can be 15, but the fact that we are together, it's important. And it will take us to the promised land. Thank you. Wow, wonderful. Hallelujah. We just want to thank our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He is a good, good, good Jesus. Amen. He is a good king, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. Um, you know, I just want to thank God. Uh, when Mama Vito was um, singing, uh, he, he, you know, it, it just, um, you know, did something to me. You know, sometimes when you come, um, you know, throughout the whole week, uh, you know, you've got burdens that you end up carrying and, uh, you know, you've got things that, um, you know, uh, you know that, that kind of disturb you. Um, but I just want to thank God because now I know that, um, and this was just a reminder that uh, no one else can do what he can do. Hallelujah. Uh, no one else can do I ex except him. I, I, I cannot depend on, on someone else, hallelujah, but I need to depend on Jesus Christ. Um, I, I cannot go with, uh, you know, anybody's el anybody else's, uh, uh, you know, wh whatever they believe in. I, I have to believe in what Jesus Christ uh, has for me, hallelujah. 
I just want to thank God for that. Amen. Uh, without wasting too much time, we just want to uh, invite to the gospel flat platform. You know, we've got a, a wonderful, uh, powerful man of God uh, who preaches the word of God. Uh, you know, it, it, it's like, uh, you know, when he's, when he's reading, when he's, when he's to talking of the word of God, it's like he's reading. Um, but but it's, all, it's all in there. Amen. Uh, he's, he's got it all. He's got it all. And I just want to thank God because God has given him, you know, a burden uh, for us. Hallelujah. He, he's our pastor here. Hallelujah. So let's just stand up as we welcome to the gospel platform our pastor, Pastor Vito, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Come on, give me a strong amen. It's Good Friday. Hallelujah. Give me a strong amen. Hallelujah. I came to preach. I don't know about you. This is Good Friday. The least I can do is preach. Hallelujah. The least I can do is serve my master. Hallelujah. Because he died for me, hallelujah. There is nothing too expensive uh, that I can say I can't give to him. So tonight I'm excited. Uh, if you are not ready, I want to tell you this. Get ready, get ready tonight. Because the Lord wants to do something amazing in this place. God wants to lift you up and kind of put you to the next level. That's why he gave his life to take you to another level. To promote you. Are you ready for promotion? Are you ready for elevation? Are you ready to be lifted up? Say amen. Hallelujah. Let's take our seats in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Today I want to uh, preach from the book of Luke. Uh, I believe it's uh, chapter 24. Very common, very common scripture, but I believe the Lord will allow us to learn something tonight. Amen. The word of the Lord says, in all you're getting, get understanding. Hallelujah. So it is my desire for you tonight that you get understanding. Amen. It is my desire that in all you're getting today, may your life not leave this place the same. Never come to the house of the Lord and live the same way you came. Hallelujah. Uh, whenever you come to the house of the Lord, put a demand on God. To say, God, I am here. I might as well get something. Amen. I might as well benefit. I might as well get something from being here. So we are here in the presence of the Lord. Uh, you might as well leave this place blessed. You might as well leave this place with your life having been changed. You might as well leave having met God. Because when you meet God, your life does not remain the same. I want to preach tonight from the book of Luke chapter 24. Uh, it's a story from when Jesus Christ had resurrected from the dead. Hallelujah. Even though we are saying today is, uh, uh, is Good Friday, we are remembering when he died for us. But we know that he is not in, an, in, a, in, a, in the tomb anymore. He is not in the grave anymore. 
What separates Christianity from any other religion? If you go to those that worship Muhammad, you find that the grave of Muhammad has Muhammad's bones in there. Because Muhammad died and he never rose again. But our Jesus is different. Because when he died on the third day, he rose up, hallelujah. He conquered death itself. Now Paul says, death, where is your sting? Because he was saying, I have a king and I have a master. I have a lord that conquered grave the grave, hallelujah. I have a king that conquered death itself. Therefore today when I stand up here, I'm standing with the confidence that I'm serving a living God. I don't know about you, but my God lives. I don't know about you, but my redeemer is alive. I don't know about you, but the king I serve is well, hallelujah. He is living in the heavenlies. He is alive, well, hallelujah reigning in power, ruling in majesty. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching much better than you are receiving. I'm preaching much better than you are getting it. It's Good Friday. I told you I came to preach tonight. Hallelujah. I came to preach. Hallelujah. The Lord has been speaking to me concerning this day. Don't worry about who's not here. Hallelujah. Because what God has packaged tonight is for you. That's here, hallelujah. Worry about getting what you are supposed to get. Don't leave the house of the Lord without getting anything. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 24. I'm going to read from verse 19. Actually, let me retract a little bit. Uh, it says, the walk to Emmaus. Uh, I coined my message tonight, the Jesus Dialogue. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Jesus Dialogue. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that happened. Say, everything that happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began to walking with them. But, but God kept them from recognizing him. Say, God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? What are you discussing so intently as you walk along? Jesus came, the Bible just told us, God did not permit them to see that it was Christ. He hid it, he concealed it from them, such that they could not see that it was Jesus. But as they were walking, Jesus says to them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? Amen. They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Clopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about the things that have happened these last few days. What things, Jesus asked. The thing that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles. 
and he was my and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early in the morning, and they came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing. And they said, and they had seen angels who told them that Jesus is alive. Some of the men ran out to see, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Hallelujah. Let's pray for his word. Father, we thank you for your scripture. We thank you for your word. We pray today that, Father, may we not only, Father, partake of the letter, because the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. We pray today, may you speak to us as only you can speak. We want to dialogue with you. We want to have a conversation with you today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So three days after Jesus Christ had been crucified, two of his disciples, one of whom was Clopas, the word of God tells us that they were on the road to Emmaus. It was a seven-mile journey. And they were having a conversation amongst them, the two of them. Then this man, Jesus Christ, comes and he joins them. And he says, what kind of discussion are you having? Then they stopped a little bit. The word of God just told us that their faces were saddened, were sad, hallelujah. They were, their, their, their faces were, were showing a, a signs of gloom. But Jesus joins them and says, what are you talking about? What's the conversation that you are having? And they say to him, you must be new around here. Because if, you were not, if, you were, if it were not so, you would have known about what transpired three days ago. There is a man that we, we, we thought to be a prophet from God. We thought of him as our deliverer and our savior. But our high priest, they took him and they killed him. Hallelujah. Then Jesus, the word of God says it was hidden from them that they could not recognize that it was the Messiah. You see, in life, you are always, or you find yourself at times having conversations with people. We see the two of them, they were talking about their lives. The reason why even their faces were showing uh, sadness was because they were at a place where hope had been stolen from them. Today I might be talking to somebody where hope has been robbed of you. Where hope has been stolen from you. That's so much more that the conversation of your life is a conversation of disappointment. The conversation of your life is a conversation of frustrations. Hallelujah. These two men were having a conversation. 
a conversation of how frustrated they were. They had hoped that this man, Jesus Christ, was the Savior. They had hoped that he was all that they believed him to be. But to their disappointment, things had not turned out as they were believing. They had believed he was the one that was sent to redeem Israel. One time Jesus had been uh, teaching people, preaching the word of God. The word of God says, and people became hungry. When they got hungry, he said, is there anyone with bread? Then they, a young boy stepped up and said, I have three loaves of bread and two fish. So when, when it was presented to Jesus, Jesus takes the bread and the fish. He prays for it. And he says, Father, multiply. Hallelujah. Walk with me. Then Jesus multiplies the, the bread and the fish. And he feeds 5,000 men. Now, you know that if we are talking about men being amongst women, they are always outnumbered. So when we are talking about the number of people that Jesus fed, uh, it's not only 5,000. We are talking about 10,000. Let's say we double it, including the women. We are talking 10,000 people that had been fed by Jesus. Now, where the mothers are, they are children also. Hallelujah. So we are not only talking about 5,000 that Jesus had fed. I'm talking about 15,000 people to estimate. Hallelujah. But the Bible just counted the men, of, of, of which we know the men are fewer. Probably if we were to count the women, there would have been more than 5,000. But just to estimate, for argument's sake, hallelujah, I would just say there were 15,000 that Jesus Christ, uh, 15 people that Jesus Christ fed on this day. Why am I talking about the feeding of people when I'm talking about the resurrection and the life of Jesus? Because, you see, to those that were thinking of deliverance by war, they did their mess. And they said, if we were to have an army that would go against the Roman Empire, it would mean that our army would never starve. Jesus would be able to feed the whole army. If he multiplied fish and bread, he is also able to multiply even our weapons of warfare. They had seen Jesus doing miracles, but the way they were expecting salvation was different. They were looking at salvation in their temporary state. They were looking and perceiving salvation according to where they were, according to their surrounding. But our God was concerned about more than your physical condition. Hallelujah. There are times that God is concerned about your temporary uh, comfort. He is more concerned about your eternal comfort. But when you are going through that state of temporary discomfort, hallelujah, you can be like this man on the road to Emmaus, dejected because their perception of deliverance is different than what God is orchestrating. Their perception of salvation is different than what God is working out. 
They were downcast. They were dejected. My Bible tells me that hope deferred or hope delayed makes sick the, the heart. Hallelujah. But a dream fulfilled is an eternal tree of life. In other words, this man had hoped in Jesus. But what they were expecting from Jesus, Jesus wanted to do more than that. Yeah, let's go. I was talking about the conversation you, you have with people. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm different, but I also have conversations with myself at times. And also, I also find having conversations with God at times. I have this habit, even at work, when I just stand up from my desk and I say, I need to just take a walk. And as I'm walking there, I'm having conversations. If you were to see me, probably someone sees me through the window. They will probably think I'm crazy because I'll be gesturing as I will be talking uh, and talking and talking. Uh, you have been having a conversation in your life. Concerning your future, you've been frustrated. Because when you thought salvation had come, it didn't come in the manner you were expecting it to come. When you thought your deliverance was here, it wasn't in what you thought it was supposed to be. Mm. Because God, salvation for your life, is not limited. He's not concerned about your temporary state of comfort. Can I go deep with this? Some of you, you thought the comfort was in certain friends, of which it was not so. And when you were disappointed, some of you, you thought it was in that guy you were dating. Who disappointed you. That if tonight I am to walk with you. And to have a conversation with you. I can see that your face is downcast. Because you have been disappointed. If I am to have a conversation with you. If Jesus is to walk with us on our road to Emmaus tonight. The first thing he would ask is why are you downcast? Why are you saddened? The man answered, we had hoped that this prophet was our savior. You have even changed the place of God in your life. This man had walked with Jesus for three years. Walking with him. Seeing miracles. Seeing the feeding of people. So much that they placed their hope in him, believing he would be able to feed armies and armies of people. But all of a sudden, he has been brought down by circumstances. Circumstances are now dictating the place of God in your life. But I am glad to join you on your road to Emmaus. Today and say, What manner of conversation are you having? What are you talking about? I hear the frustrations, I hear the disappointments, 
I hear God that has been dethroned. But God has sent me tonight to walk with you on this journey. Tonight I've come to conversate with you. I've come to talk to you. I want to go with you to immerse. I want to walk with you. Her hope deferred makes sick the heart. You have waited for that breakthrough in the time that you thought it was supposed to come. But delay, delay upon delay has caused you to be frustrated. But I've come to walk with you to immerse today. Hallelujah. I've come to go with you to immerse and tell you what manner of conversation are you having. It might not be with friends, but even the conversation you have with yourself where you say, my life will amount to nothing. My life is not going anywhere. I've tried it before it hasn't worked. This man on their road to Emmaus said, this man is a prophet from God. But I've come to tell you he's not just a prophet. They said he is a mighty man. He's not just a mighty man. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the savior of the world. I've come to tell you, hope deferred makes sick the heart. But my Bible says, hallelujah, a dream fulfilled. A dream fulfilled is a tree of life. I remember one time when I was applying for a visa to come to the United States of America. I went there once and I was denied. I went there twice and I was denied. And I said the third time, Lord, I am your child. You are the Lord that will make a way for me where there seems to be no way. And when God answered me, now that hope or that dream fulfilled, I use it as a reference point now. Hallelujah. <laughs> to say, if you brought me through that, you can bring me through this. If you sustained me through that, I will make it through this. If you made a way when it was impossible, you did not bring me this far to leave me. You did not bring me this far to forsake me. He hasn't brought you this far to leave you. He hasn't brought you this far to neglect you. Walk with him to immerse. That's why he comes and he says what conversation are you having amongst yourself? What are you talking to yourself? What are you saying to yourself? But I've come today as Jesus, hallelujah, with skin on. Because as Christ is, so am I. I've come to walk with you and tell you is it not written in the volume of the book concerning Jesus. The word of the Lord says, Jesus began to walk with them. As he was walking with them, he said, you foolish, ah, for how long will you continue to doubt? Hallelujah. You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. You see, Jesus could have immediately 
come and revealed himself to them. But the word of God says their faces, he, God hid it from them who he was. But do you know what he then did? He went into the words. I remember one time John the Baptist, the one that came to herald the coming of Jesus. He, was, he had been thrown in prison. And as he was in prison, doubt began to creep in. He began to wonder, if I was called to be the forerunner of the Messiah, why is it that I find myself in prison? He called some of his followers and said, go ask him if he is the Messiah or should we expect another? Hallelujah. Someone is asking questions tonight. Is Jesus really the Lord? If he is the Lord... Why do I find myself here? If he is the Lord, why do I find myself frustrated? If he is the Lord, why am I suffering? Why am I in pain? The word of God says, John said, go ask if he is the Messiah. He gets to Jesus. They say, Jesus, John has sent us to ask you, are you the one? Or should we expect another? Are you the one? Or should we expect another? Someone is asking questions. You have been brought to a place of questioning. The integrity of God. The sovereignty of God. The power of God. The ability of God. Uh, the willingness of God, the resolve of God, uh, the majesty of God, the glory of God, the honor of God on your way to Emmaus. But I've come to tell you, don't doubt no more. Jesus said, God tell John the Baptist, what you see. He didn't answer and say, I am he. He says, go tell John the Baptist what you see. They went to John the Baptist. And John was there awaiting an answer. And they got there. And he said to them, what did he say? Then they answered and said, he told us to tell you what we see. John the Baptist said, what did you see? They answered and said, the blind, the blind's eyes are being opened. The deaf ears are hearing. The dead are rising up. Because it was prophesied concerning the Messiah. That when he comes, hallelujah, he will wake the dead, hallelujah. He will heal the sick, so Jesus said, I'm not going to reveal who I am because I need you to believe in the word. I need you to trust in the word. My Bible says, and he began to expound to them from Moses. So in other words, Jesus opened the Bible. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. And he began to talk to them and say to them, from the moment that men fell in the garden, can you tell me what happened? Clopas says, when men fell in the garden, God came in the cool of the day and he said, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, Lord, I hid because I was naked. But the word of God says, and the Lord took an animal that is not named and he slaughtered it and he clothed and covered the nakedness of men. And he said to them, was it not written in scripture that an animal was killed from the foundation of the earth to cover your nakedness, to cover the nakedness of men, to cover the faults of men, to cover the unbelief of men, to cover the mistakes of men. Was it not written that he killed an animal in the garden and he covered the, 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 the nakedness of men? Walk with me. I came to preach tonight. I told you. Get ready, get ready, get ready. He walked and he said, not only that, do you remember what happened when men had fallen? They said, what, which instance now are you talking about? He says, there was a word of prophecy that was given to, to, to the woman Eve. What was that word of prophecy? And Jesus said to them, Clopas said, yeah, I remember that one. It's written in the book of Genesis. The word says, the serpent shall bruise the hill, <laughs> hallelujah, of the seed. But the seed, hallelujah, shall trample the head of the serpent. And Jesus said, so how come you find yourself frustrated? Wasn't it written that the serpent shall bruise the hill of the seed? Hallelujah. Don't give up hope because of the bruising by the serpent. Don't faint because you have been bruised by the serpent. It's been written. He turns to them and says, so men tell me, why are you fretting? Was it not written that he was supposed to be bruised? Uh, take the cross as a bruising. Was it not written that he was supposed to suffer? Was it not written that he was supposed to be killed? The animal was killed. The serpent bruised his heel. But the story did not end there. It was just the beginning. It was a foretelling of the things that were going to happen. The things that had not yet transpired. Clopas began to feel something in him. I believe tonight I've come to pull you from the place of unbelief. I've come to drag you from the doldrums of hell and tell you don't be discouraged because you have been bruised. Don't faint because you have been hurt. It's not over until it's over. Jesus walks with them 
on the road to Emmaus. And he said, it is written concerning Jesus in the volume of the book. It is written, but look at how he addresses himself. He says, it is written concerning the Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. The first thing Jesus does is that he reassets his place. And he says, I am the anointed one. <laughs> I'm anointed to deal with whatever you are facing. I'm anointed to conquer. I'm anointed to overcome. He says, is it not written concerning the Christ? Because they had dethroned him and had made him a mere prophet. But he says, I'm not just a mere prophet. I'm not just an ordinary man, but I am the Christ. I am the anointed one of the Lord. The first thing that Jesus did when he began to preach his first message, my Bible tells me he opened scripture and he read from the book of Isaiah. And the book of Isaiah says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach. So Jesus, hallelujah, reassert himself. I've come to tell you, Jesus wants to reassert himself in your life and let you know he is the anointed one. He is the anointed one. He is the able one. He is the deliverer. He is the savior. He is not just a prophet. He is the Messiah. He is Emmanuel, the Lord with us. Walk with me to Emmaus tonight. Walk with me to Emmaus. Jesus then went again and said, Is it not written? Hallelujah. That after the children of Israel were in Egypt in slavery for thousand years, that the Lord said to them, I want you to kill, hallelujah, a lamb and sacrifice it. And I want you to take the blood and put it upon the doorpost such that when the angel of death comes by, hallelujah, when he sees the blood, he will pass over you, hallelujah. The blood was supposed to be shed for your protection. Was it not written that he was supposed to shed blood? Blood. So why are you discomfited? Why are you discouraged? Why are you disquieted? Why are you giving up? Why are you about to throw the towel? Why are you about to faint? Was it not written concerning Jesus? Jesus then points them back and he says... Remember when the servant of the Lord Abraham, the Lord spoke to him and said, give me your firstborn son. And you, as he was going, the Lord asked him and says, Father, we have the firewood. We have the fire. But where is the sacrifice? And the, and the father said, the Lord will provide himself a lamb. Jesus said, did the Lord not say he was going to provide the lamb? He is the lamb 
that God said, I was going to provide. And when Abraham was about to kill his son, the word of God says, then the angel spoke to him and said, Abraham, do not kill your son. Look behind you. There is a ram that's caught in the thicket. And, and then Abraham turned and he took the ram. He placed it on the altar. And then the Lord showed him a vision and said, it's going to be necessary for me to give my only begotten son as a sacrifice. The Lord will provide himself a lamb. As he walked with them, the light bulb was going on now in Clopas's head. He was now realizing what fools they had been to doubt what the Messiah had, had come to do. What, what fools they had been to discount everything they had seen him do. And he came now to his own words that he spoke. And Jesus said, when you walked with him, hallelujah, as you were walking with him, they said, you will destroy the Jerusalem, the temple in Jerusalem. And Jesus said, if you destroy this temple, <laughs> I will build it up again. In three days, this temple will stand. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My God. Oh, Jesus said it is written concerning me. I am the stone that the builders rejected. That has become the capstone. I am the stone that was rejected. So you could be accepted. Hi, 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 hi. They were concerned about the salvation of their flesh. About being delivered from the Roman Empire. But Jesus had come to do much more. <laughs> he had come to obliterate the powers of evil. The forces of oppression. My Bible says, had they known the kings and the princes of this world, they would not have crucified the king of glory. But they were caught surprised. Hallelujah. Jesus began to expound what was written concerning him in the book. Hallelujah. Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the, and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Hallelujah. He spoke concerning himself. And he has sent me today to speak concerning him that he is not dead. <laughs> he has sent me to talk to you. Your life is not over. It's not finished yet. <laughs> it's not over until it's over. Don't give up yet. Your hope is about to be met. Your hope is about to be satisfied. What you were trusting in, more than what you believed, the Lord has been working and orchestrating behind the scenes. It seemed like they had faced a setback. I want to challenge you tonight. When you face a setback, do not step back. This man faced a setback. They stepped back in their belief. 
This man faced a setback. They stepped back in their faith. This man faced a, 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 an impediment. They stepped back in their belief. This man faced frustration. They stepped back. This man faced delay. They stepped back in their belief. At one time you hear the Bible saying, Jesus asked to Peter and says, Peter, who do men say that I am? Peter says, some say you are a prophet. Hallelujah. Some say you are one of the great teachers. Some say you are a mighty man, used of God. <laughs> but Jesus says, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that he is? Who do you say that he is? Peter says, you are the Messiah. <laughs> you are the Christ. The son of the living God. You are the promised one. You are the one that will take away the sins of the world. But when they faced a setback, they stepped back. Don't step back for a setback is a setup for your breakthrough. Don't step back for a setback is preparation for a breakthrough. Hallelujah. I've come to tell you, don't step back in your prayer. Pray some more. Don't faint in your giving. Give some more. Don't faint in your trust. Trust some more. Don't doubt what God has said he would do. Believe in the midst of adversity. Call the things that are not as if they are. Believe in the impossible. What seems like a setback is a setup. My Bible says, and immediately their eyes opened. <laughs> they saw the dead had risen. The dead had risen. The impossible had become a possibility. The untrue had become true. Hallelujah. And the word of God said immediately, he disappeared. Jesus said, mission accomplished. I've done what I've come to do. I've fulfilled my mission to make you believe the word of God. Because when you believe the word of God, you will not be disappointed. In life, we face facts. Facts are not truth. Facts are not truth. I can tell you facts concerning your life. But it doesn't mean that's true. Because the word of God is true concerning you. The only absolute word is the word of God. But today, whose report will you believe? Will you believe facts? Or will you believe truth? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You see, Sarah could have believed facts that she was dead in a womb. <laughs> she could have believed the facts. It's true. Hallelujah. But she believed the truth. I've come to tell you, believe the truth. Don't believe the facts of your life. They are facts, yes. 
Your history, it's facts. It's facts where you come from. It's facts. It's facts. Fact for facts. We want to just state the facts. We want to talk about the facts. Just the facts. Just the facts. These men were stating facts. Three days ago, a man they believed to be the savior had died. But that was not the truth. Because the word of God says, but what is it? But that he first descended, went to the hell, and he took the keys. All the while they are thinking the battle has been lost. Look behind the scenes, somebody. <laughs> he is pulling some strings for you. He is pulling some strings for you. Don't believe what you see in the by first value. Look behind what is happening. There is a savior that's saying, I'm not only interested in your temporary comforts. Imagine Jesus could have marched on Rome. And defeated it with the host of, of, of heaven, with angelic beings. But Jesus says, I am not just worried about your temporary comforts. I am worried about your eternal state. You might be discomforted for a moment. You might feel left, neglected for a second. But that's not all. That's not everything. Because behind the scenes, I'm working something for your good. Behind the scenes, I'm pulling some strings for you. I'm fighting some battles you don't know. I'm at war for your life. Don't look at things first value. Behind, look behind where Jesus says, I'm fighting for you. Let's stand up to our feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah to the King. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to my Redeemer. I don't have to understand it for Him to work it for me. When I don't understand it, he is working for me. He is intentional. It's working for my good. It's working for my good. Though for a moment I might feel neglected, but he's working for me. But he's working for me. I might feel pain. I might feel hurt. I might feel left. I might feel discouraged, but he has not left me. He has not forsaken me. He is still with me. He has me on his mind. He has me on his heart. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me, he loves me enough to serve me. He loves me and he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you.
Do not let your temporary circumstance change his place in your life. Give him his place tonight. 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 Tell him you are the Christ. You are the Messiah. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Redeemer. You are my King. You are my all in all. You are my everything. You are all that I want. You are all that I desire. You are my everything. You are my Jesus. You are my God. You are my Lord. I love you because you love me. Come on, begin to pray for your life. He has come to take your hand. He has come to walk with you. He has come to erase a history of mistakes. Past of frustrations. Let's just lift up our hands to the Lord as a sign of surrender. Just allow him to heal your broken heart. He has come to do surgery tonight. He has come to do surgery tonight. He is doing surgery on your heart. You will love again. You will trust again. You will hope again. You will believe again. He is doing surgery tonight. He is doing surgery on somebody tonight. Let him, let him, let him, let him, let him. Give him that place. Give him that place. Surrender that head. Surrender those frustrations. Surrender that pain. My, 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 my. The Lord is here. He is doing something today. He is doing something tonight. He is doing something tonight. Oh, I owe 
Let's just pray. Father, I thank you for lives in this place. I thank you for healing. There is healing right now. There is healing right now. There is healing right now. There is healing. There is healing. There is healing. There is healing. He has the power to heal the sick. He has the power to raise the dead. He crucified him just for you and me. And now I see a brand new song. Amazing grace. I'll see the sound Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Oh, he has the power to heal the sea. He has the to raise the dead, they crucify just for you and me. And now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I your face love for God. Go back to your face faith for God. He says test and see that the Lord is good. Try him. Try him in the most impossible of things. Try him in the most difficult of things. Try him. He will not disappoint you. Try him. Try him. Try him. 
Try him. Hallelujah. Try him. Try him. Try him. Try him. Try him. Try him. just want to thank God for such a powerful word. Amen. Uh, that's just ministered to my heart today. Amen. Uh, we have come to the end of uh, the service. Amen. Um, I'm going to ask um, our my mama pastor, pastor, Pastor Sandra Vito, to just pray for us and thank God for the word and, um, you know, dedicate this the service on Sunday. Um, and everything that's going to happen tomorrow, we just want to dedicate everything to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You are good, Father, and we thank you, Jehovah, for speaking amongst us. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, Father, for a word in season. Thank you for the word of restoration. Thank you for the deed at Calvary, Almighty God, that causes us to stand boldly before you, Almighty God knowing that you love us, oh God, and that you would give the very best of yourself. Father, I just want to thank you even for Sunday, dedicating the service unto your hands, almighty God. That, Lord, may you take over and take control. May your spirit have its way. And above all, thank you, Lord, for dying for us on the cross. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Just smile at somebody greet someone amen as we have come to the end of the service please do drive safely we will meet tomorrow tomorrow i think there's going to be an announcement that will be sent out amen may god richly bless you hallelujah